Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast and in this episode we have with us Ashok Bala Subramanian he is the CEO of Open Weaver an organization that deals in leveraging emerging technologies for digital transformation hi ashok thank you for joining us today hey ashish uh, very excited to meet with you and uh, it's a great forum i think the great work that you are all doing on uh, shape of work thanks for having me here and uh, look forward to you know uh, learning from each other and and the ecosystem definitely so uh, to give some sort of background to our listeners could you please take us through your career journey so far uh <laughs> is a good question to kind of reflect on uh, so the two parts right i think uh, i always have the enthusiasm and curiosity of, of someone who joined the industry 2 years ago uh, but having said that uh, i think it's a good time to reflect getting close to the 25 year mark uh, from a career perspective and i joined uh, during the peak of uh, y2k and you know offshore business that was there so joined as a trainee uh, into the top uh, you know uh, offshore consulting firms uh, and, and because it was so busy with y2k and uh, and dot com and all those great things so what we see in digital today can have happened uh, 25 years ago as well there was a lot of excitement uh, at that time so uh, i was you know uniquely uh, question to straight uh, from campus uh, take a seven day break and then uh, next day I was straight into a project uh, we were expecting some sort of a training this day a lot of work to do uh, you you will learn by doing so you know amazing experience of course uh, a great company to have started my career with so i kind of grew with uh, technology roles app development and uh, you know played across all areas mainframes and uh, those days what used to be called client server and and web and all those things and then uh, got an opportunity to work on shore for a few years uh, so it gave a great perspective to say hey you know here was the technology that we built uh, how does the technology impact business you know uh, what uh, benefits does it give to the end users and so on. so i could kind of sit in the Uh, cockpit and ca you know all these things done by so many people in the company uh, how does it uh, impact the end user and, and what more can we do so it give a great perspective to kind of you know uh, kind of not just learn technology but also see you know how technology can uh, benefit uh, business consumers and so on so forth so a good good period a few years uh, spending on show uh, then i said hey let's understand business so i came back and uh, did a Uh, MBA with IIM Bangalore to kind of understand the whole strategy works or finance works or marketing works. Uh, so that was a good thing, and then uh, shifted to more of a, a domain role. So those were the early days when uh, uh, Indian tech industry said, "Hey, now we seem to know technology. Let's get into uh, functional consulting or domain." So those were early days of consulting uh, uh, in the tech side, and we said that we can not just do Java. Uh, but we can also teach you how replenishment works or how you know uh, a credit card must be issued and so on so forth so, so spend some time on uh, retail uh, functional consulting uh, and, and then maybe uh, 
10 12 years back i think uh, there's a lot of excitement again on technology so we had uh, early days of cloud and all those coming in uh, so then it kind of uh, as a move to leadership role kind of played uh, those dual roles uh, functional business uh, as well as you know technology roles uh, most recently i played you know uh, secured some you know very large corporations and then uh, co-founded and uh, i'm ceo to open we were today so exciting journey <laughs> yeah glad to be here definitely and you know there's so much to learn from you considering 25 years of experiences amazing i mean it's definitely has a lot of weight in. so talking about open weaver since you've co-founded and you're now the ceo of it what do you what what does the organization do i mean since technology is obviously moving ahead how do you leverage on it and how do you think that it is going to shape the future of work especially when it comes to people or maybe the human resource division of a, of a business or an organization. Absolutely. I think you had two parts to the question. I think uh, uh, at OpenWeaver, uh, it kind of, you know, the whole uh, journey uh, of why we founded uh, OpenWeaver reflects on my experience and the experience of my co-founders and investors as well. Uh, where we strongly believe that uh, you know, there were uh, waves of uh, technology change. I think now we are in, in a tsunami you know, of uh, digital change. So I think the scale at which uh, I think digital needs to be adopted uh, cannot be done in the legacy way. So we can't always think saying, hey, uh, I have a project, I have 18 months to do it, uh, I will need 500 people. I think that is going to go out of the door or, or in many places already uh, gone out of the doors. Uh, so we need uh, to be able to at scale you know, uh, across uh, billions of people be able to create digital, uh, billions of people consuming digital and digital needs to be developed fast. So that's what we do at OpenWeaver. Uh, we continue to build a platform uh, that helps developers build scalable digital applications faster. Uh, and our first uh, product that we released about two years ago is called Candy. Uh, it helps developers build 40% faster by using over 650 million open source assets. And today we support uh, you know, over 3 million users uh, develop their applications and products faster. Uh, so I think uh, maybe even reflecting on you know what these 3 million people do, what hot tech that we see from our AI, blockchain, uh, VR, and so on and so forth, I think that's a good place to kind of segue into your uh, Second part of the question, how, how is it impacting business? And, and so much so, since this is shape of work and a HR forum, uh, I think it's first very important for us to realize because uh, when I started my career, uh, HR used to be seen as a, a staff function or a support function. But more and more, if you really look at uh, the knowledge worker era, uh, I strongly believe HR is a line function because uh, knowledge worker is, is a, a knowledge worker the knowledge worker skill, the knowledge worker's uh, motivation to provide output, I think is a is a direct uh, uh, input to you know uh, how digital will work. Uh, so I think it's first important for us to recognize that it's a core line function, uh, and and it also puts it in two unique uh, places on on where I see technology coming in. Right. So I think one uh, HR itself uh, transforms uh, a thing. Right? Uh, like for example, uh, we were founded. Uh, one week before the lockdown. So we set up and then uh, we had to absolutely shift hiring, shift working into a remote first world uh, with lots of uncertainty that says, hey, we don't know what's going to happen from a tech perspective. 
So we were you know, uh, glad to have some of us with good HR experience and so on, so that we could kind of reinvent the ways of working. Let's say, hey, how could you work remotely? Uh, how could you hire remotely? How could you think of uh, outcome versus output uh, moving to an asynchronous model? So, so many areas, if you look at it, uh, HR and technology impacting it. So I, I've spoken to uh, many people who are doing things like, you know, VR or a metaverse-based collaboration. Uh, people are doing, you know, creating communities of blockchain, which authenticates people across companies so that uh, as you move from job A to job B, uh, there is a system of record uh, which is on blockchain that helps uh, create talent. Uh, and, and, and things like, you know, uh, recruitment, uh, performance analytics, significantly uh, boosted by AI. Uh, and and today, you know, I think chat GPT is the talk of the town and uh, things like, you know, uh, people trying to get clarification on what is a policy in large organization is a big one. Uh, and things can not just make things efficient, but also improve the quality of work uh, for such a knowledge worker. Uh, so I think uh, it, it all depends uh, on, on where we see things. Uh, I, I think across the value chain, you know, we are already seeing significant AI, significant uh, meta or augmented reality, significant uh, blockchain analytics coming in. Uh, so very exciting, but very important to think of uh, HR as a as a core function that uh, that develops that knowledge worker, not as something as an afterthought that says, "Hey, uh, can I keep a chatbot for answering questions?" It is a very trivial way to look at it, but uh, you know, immense uh, uh, opportunity we see. Very accurately said. So since we are discussing technology and, you know, as we said that obviously it's growing at a much faster pace, especially today with chat GPT coming in, AI, visual reality. And there were a lot of apprehensions in the industry and in the market that, okay, it could lead to loss of jobs for people. Do you think that is any way supposed to happen or, you know, or we can find a balance somehow of leveraging the technologies yet maintaining the people part of it alive? <laughs> I think this is going to have a lesson in philosophy. I think we should do a separate podcast on that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you go back, I think, uh, and uh, Sapiens is a, is a good book to read. Uh, I think uh, if humans are good at one thing, uh, I think they're good at evolving. You know, I think maybe the day uh, someone did a sharp stone and invented a weapon, I think maybe some hunter said, man, is my job at stake. You know, <laughs> we had three people hunting a deer. Now maybe one person is going to hunt a deer. What am I going to do? Uh, <laughs> so that's a perennially uh, uh, question that is always there. But uh, but maybe you see, I think uh, there are recent examples. Maybe if you go back decades, uh, I used to have a friend's mom working in one of those nationalized banks. Uh, when I just got into IT and, and she used to ask me, man, they're going to bring computers in my branch. Am I going to lose my job? Or, uh, you know, I think when e-commerce came in, I, I was in deep retail and the brick and mortar guys said, hey, are we going to lose our job? Uh, but I think uh, collectively, uh, I think when technology, uh, I wouldn't say destroys job, I think uh, while it improves productivity, it maybe displaces uh, effort required from one place. Uh, but I think it, it also creates opportunities. Uh, I've seen some recent reports that says AI is going to destroy or, or relocate so many jobs, uh, but it's going to create three times uh, the economical opportunities that come in. So I think it all depends on how we look at it. Uh, of course, you know, I think some ways of working will change. So 
like I was telling earlier, if, if someone's job is to look at a policy manual and then say, hey, your eligibility is ABC, of course, I think uh, that job is going to go away. But if, if they are now going to think of it saying, hey, I, I acknowledge that, you know, uh, this policy document and telling my associate that this is going to go away. Uh, if I can see it before, uh, before someone else in the organization or the organization sees it, but if you start thinking, saying, hey, my job is to create uh, policies or, or aid the knowledge workers work, then that human person can start looking at, hey, in, in a remote world, or maybe the poor developer also is worried about, you know, is, is chat GPT going to do Python code? So they can start thinking, hey, how am I, how is my HR function of creating new policies, creating new incentives in the AI world? So I think it, it's, it's the way to think. I think uh, I, I always believe in, in three things. Right? I think one, be optimistic. Uh, I think, uh, and, and two, as a human race, I think our evolution has always been on that. Uh, we create productivity uh, and then we leverage uh, ways of saying, hey, this productivity is there. Uh, how can I build something amazing on top of it? Or how can I imagine experiences on top of it? Uh, and, and put it to practice. You know, I think we shouldn't wait for someone else to say, hey, you know, uh, chat GPT will replace you. I think if you can recognize how to use chat GPT, uh, I think uh, uh, you will be leading that uh, opportunity creation rather than uh, becoming a, a victim of uh, same situations. <laughs> True. And yes, very well answered. That's how I mean we find the balance of it. So you carry such um, you know 25 years of experience it's a, like a legacy of experience as we say and you've also held many leadership positions as well and now you have open weaver so any piece of advice that you would like to give to people you know who wants to start something of their own or maybe trying to or entering the industry nowadays considering how turbulent the entire environment is so any piece of advice that you would like to give to people coming in now and starting their careers no, absolutely. Uh, I, I think people starting their careers, uh, you know, uh, I think they bring in a lot of energy. You know? I, I'm extremely uh, optimistic about the next generation because uh, uh, decades ago we had uh, limited visibility. Like, for example, I, I told you, like, uh, when I uh, started my career in technology for retail, I actually had to go to the US to see how a huge retail change works or how does digital banking work? Uh, today, you know, I think today's generation that is entering a workforce comes with an amazing knowledge. Uh, they're able to think big, uh, leverage on this amazing potential that uh, you know the country is uh, and the scale that we are at. Uh, so I'm extremely you know, optimistic uh, of, of the future generations coming in because uh, they have seen you know scale, they have seen technology, they have seen opportunities as they went through school. Uh, college and, and, and early days of what they're doing. So that's, that's kind of setting the scale high for them, right? Because, uh, there are no more naive people coming in. Uh, uh, they have kind of seen it all. And, uh, then, you know, I think if you have seen it all, then you have that opportunity and responsibility to take things further. Uh, but having said that, I, I think a uh, few things are important. Like I said, I think optimism is first you know, extremely important because if you believe you are going to achieve, if you believe uh, you're going to succeed, you will. If you believe, hey, uh, things don't work and someone else has to make it work for me, I think uh, that's not a great place to start. So I think uh, uh, I would suggest, uh, you know, bring in, bring in that infectious optimism uh, amongst you. I think that's a very simple thing, of course. Uh, you know, there are a lot of ways people look at it. Uh, from a career perspective, I think what I found uh, very useful is to ensure that uh, you are deeply skilled. 
so when I started, uh, people used to talk about, uh, we used to call it a T model, you know, that uh, you have to deeply create the first two, three years, you have to deeply get into something. People told me, learn COBOL, learn Java, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then came in the situation where people said, hey, for the T, you need to go deep, but you also need to keep an eye out. You know, you need to see what's changing. If you uh, are deep into it, you're not going to know what's changing outside. Uh, so then came D, then people said, it has to be Pi. You just can't have one skill, you need to have two skills. Uh, so now I think it's more of a centipede model, you know. Uh, I think you need to have multiple skills. Because after becoming CEO, I said, man, you know, I knew technology, I knew how to maybe scale businesses, but I had to learn finance, I had to learn export, import, I had to learn digital marketing. You know, it was amazing. I, I came from the enterprise background where I used to call each prospect and now went to digital marketing and, and working with millions of users was an amazing skill. So I, I think the opportunity brings with it, I think, two things. But the fundamental shouldn't be changed. I think you have to create those uh, deep skills. Because sometimes I see people saying, hey, let me do two steps and then maybe I'm distracted. Let me go to the next field. Uh, so why if there is an opportunity for you to become centipede, uh, make sure that each leg is strong. So don't create, uh, you know, a weak legs, then you will crash. So because at moments of change, right, I think, uh, which is especially true today, if something like chat GPT uh, or, of course, generative AI and some of these things will drastically change, uh, then you need to stand on your true strongest feet. So if you don't have true strong feet, uh, it's going to be difficult. So please, you know, I would recommend uh, anyone who is entering career, invest in in, in deepening your skills. Uh, while, uh, you know, you will look out for opportunities, of course, you should, you know, I think the world is your oyster. Look out for opportunities, but make sure that uh, you're on firm footing uh, so that, uh, you know, if there is a change, you know, you will, you will stand and, and, and grow and, and not fall. Uh, so build build deep capabilities and, and keep your eyes open. I, I think this is the era of uh, the centipede. You know, uh, all all is there for you. Great piece of advice. So you know, as we just move towards the end of this podcast, one thing that I would really like to talk about is that you've been working, you know, for so long, and we usually discuss the you know professional aspect of it. That okay, how is it going professionally? But when it comes to your personal life, you also need to like keep your mental health, you know, on pace to be working. Okay. So how do you make sure that you live your life to the fullest and, you know, get back to work every day with, you know, that zeal that keeps you thriving? (laughs) It's a tough question, Archit. You got to put me on the spot. Uh, Let me... So if you think through it, right, I think uh, there there is, of course, no right answer. And what is true for me... uh, will not be true for someone else because each of our backgrounds, uh, where we were, uh, how we grew up, I think all of us have uh, experiences that mold us differently. So maybe I'll, I'll put a writer that says, hey, here is something that uh, maybe works for me. Uh, please uh, treat it with uh, a pinch of salt. You know, if it works for you, great. Uh, if it doesn't work for you, please you know, feel free to ignore it. Uh, so I think what has probably worked for me, I, I, I in the it kind of happened as well. Uh, and, and I saw this term called work-life integration. I think it is attributed to Satya Nadella. I'm not so sure, but uh, I love the term work-life integration because some people, or maybe all of us at some point of time said, here is work, here is life, and we need to balance. Then you always think, hey, here is work. Wow, here is life. And, and yeah. But if you start thinking of it, uh, maybe your work is where you're spending predominant time at 
but I, I wouldn't say that you know, it has to become an obsession. But if you start treating it as part of your uh, life, right? because we acknowledge it is part of life, it is not it is not outside life, right? So we do live and we work. So I think uh, I really like the term. So don't separate work and life. I think think of it as an aspect of life where you will learn, uh, you will make friends. Uh, maybe of course you may not like uh, everything and everyone, but. Uh, we learn from each experience because you go through failure, uh, amazing. I've actually uh, saved, you know, each failure uh, in my life. I actually have laminated and saved it. Uh, it teaches you things. Uh, uh, so I think first thing I would say is I, I think uh, don't try to balance and live through it. You know, I think uh, it's a great thing. It's a strong facet of who you are. Uh, and I think, like I said, uh, everyone's experience is different. So I think each of us will react to scenarios differently. I think embrace that because... Uh, uh, all of us will fail. It's not like I wake up every day and, and come, uh, come ready to fight. There are days where I feel, man, uh, what's wrong? It's absolutely okay to feel, uh, you know, uh, it's okay. All of us have our days. So, but but we need those recouping mechanisms that says, okay, you know, we acknowledge that today is not a great day. Maybe tomorrow also is not a great day, but let's get back to moving forward. Because I think that moving forward is what keeps, you know, that humanity that, you know, we need to find hope. Uh, we need to find purpose and uh, like maybe we'll do a separate philosophical discussion. Uh, I think that is the end of the day, you know, the human race. That we find a way to move forward. So I think all of us have to, uh, based on the experiences that we have had, I think we have to find that grounding that says, hey, here is what uh, is something that's going to make me move forward. So that could be uh, a hobby for someone, that's going to be family for someone, that could be travel for someone. Uh, for me, uh, uh, family keeps me grounded. So even fooling around with kids is an amazing opportunity for me. Uh, learning new technology is a, is a great thing that uh, charges me up. That says, "Hey, wow!" You know, uh, seeing potential of what all things can come. Uh, health is, you know, uh, amazingly important. So I, I ensure that I do 40 minutes of cardio every day. Uh, you know, you also, you know, it's, uh, it keeps your health uh, good, and you also get the dopamine hit. You know, so it's uh, it's a double double bonus to keep fit and uh, get happy as well and uh, mental health you know i think uh, now that a lot of us are in remote working a lot of uncertainties that we have gone through a lot of personal situations that all of us have gone through and now uh, there is a economic and uh, technological upheaval ahead of us as well so mental health is extremely important i think uh, taking care of things like you know uh, first the health uh, finding something that gives you joy and I started practicing mindfulness as well it doesn't mean you need to or at least for me of course it's different for everyone that you need to do x minutes just find two minutes to kind of center yourself you know, because sometimes we get caught up in them because uh, so many things happen right and it's the social world you are forced to get hooked into so many things happening every minute. Yeah. So I think it's very important for us to not get carried away because so many things happen and, and we may not you know, uh, be able to solve all of it. So find your footing that says, hey, what is important to you? What are your priorities? Uh, what do you think you can really solve? Because it's a huge word. Right? We are just a speck of it. Uh, and, and then can you make a positive difference? So find ways that will center you once in a while so that uh, you don't get carried away. So so many, many things are such. I think we have to... Uh, do a separate, uh, because, uh, a separate philosophical session on it sometime. <laughs> awesome. So with this, we come to the end of this podcast. Thank you, Ashok, for joining us. It was truly a pleasure to have you, you know, you sharing your experiences and us having so much to learn from you. So thank you so much for taking time. 
Thank you. Thank you, Arshad. Thanks for your time. And uh, I would recommend everyone, you know, I think uh, stay optimistic, have fun, and the world is yours. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.